This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon, I'm Uma Pagan Ampke Pagan, and this week on Bookmark, I'm speaking to Jacqueline Harvey, the best selling author of the Alice Miranda and Clementine Rose series of books for children. Jacqueline, just to kick us off, uh, a question that I ask everyone. Um, what is the what is the absolute best piece of advice you've ever received about writing books for children? Uh, I think it was probably, uh, it was not long after I'd actually won a competition, which uh, it, it sort of got me a foot in the door in the industry, if you like, and I, I received a mentor. And so the mentor was a woman who was actually, she was a, a very prolific and quite famous illustrator in Australia. And uh, she also was uh, working with a publisher. And she asked me, how old are you? And she didn't mean how old was I actually at the time in years. She asked me, how old how old are you when you write a story? What's the age that you imagine you are in your wow. head? And I thought, that's a really great question. So it really it did make me think about when I write, um, what sort of age am I, am I projecting? And I guess I'm usually somewhere between about 8 and 11. So. My name is Jacqueline Harvey and I'm the author of the Alice Miranda and Clementine Rose uh, series of books for children. You're right about it being a tough industry because when I go to a bookstore, I see so many who do it. And yet, personally, I find so few who get it right. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's a very competitive industry. It's a tough industry. And I think, you know, the, at the end of the day, it's the children who decide whether what you're doing is the right thing or not, because they're the, they're the readers. They're the ones who are going to uh, enjoy the books. And for me, a lot of my success in the beginning came through word of mouth from kids telling other kids. And that's, your, you know, that's your best recommendation is when your readers love what you do. And so, yeah, it is a hard industry and it's it's hard to get it right. And is that important for you? I mean, is that what you think the key to your success is, this idea of channeling your inner 11-year-old, 12-year-old? I, I think so. I think children children want authenticity and they can they don't want to be preached at. They don't want to be told that you have to behave a particular way. You know, I write books that are adventures and they're mysteries and there's often a, a message that comes across through the story, but it's not anything that I ever intend to do at the start. It's, you know, let's have some fun. Let's go on this adventure. Let's solve these mysteries. Let's um, be great friends. Let's overcome some obstacles and challenges. And, you know, you can pull it apart at the end and you can al- analyse it all and say, oh, well, this, this theme is about friendship and courage and, you know, all of these different things. But at the end of the day, I want to write an entertaining story that children are going to love and hopefully they will get a lot out of it. So I've always had this idea, and correct me if I'm wrong and if it's a misconception, but I've always had this idea that a successful kids' book author targets the parents because they're the ones buying the books. Oh, you know, I I don't write for the parents. I write for the children. I write for for the kids. But if you you can write stories that parents enjoy as well, and certainly for me, when I write a story, I – I write my stories very much out loud, if you like. And so I'll write a 
a paragraph or a chapter and then I read it aloud and I read it with all the character voices and the expression and the accents and everything that I need. And one of the reasons I do that is because I was a teacher for a really long time and so I read a lot aloud to the children in my classes. And if I could find a children's book that made me giggle and made me laugh and made me think, then you know, it was all the better because as an adult I was enjoying it and then the children were enjoying it too. And so in terms of writing you know, for the parents, um, I get a lot of really lovely positive feedback from parents who say, you know, we read these books together and we love them because I tend to write sort of a couple of levels of humour, the, the humour the kids will get. And then I always have a, you know, something that I know the parents will have a giggle at or, you know, we'll kind of go, oh, that's, you know, I know someone just like that or, or whatever. But um, I don't write the books for the parents. I write the books for the kids, but I love that the parents love the books too. What was the best kids, what was the best kids book you read growing up or something that, Something that you still return to. Uh, I loved Heidi. That was one of my favourite stories. Um, and I think a lot of that was the romanticism of the Swiss Alps. You know, I'm, I come from Australia. Um, you know, it's dry, it's hot. It's, uh, you know, we do have our lush and lovely green places, but the idea of soaring Alps and snow and, um, you know, for me it was such a, an opposite place to where I grew up. Um, it just held this real enchantment for me. And I loved the character of Heidi and the fact that she had obstacles to overcome. And, you know, I, I actually remember going to Switzerland for the first time about 10 years ago. And I was sitting on a train going through the Swiss Alps and I had my face against the window and I was just thinking, this is just like Heidi when I was a kid. You know, this is Heidi come to life. I, I remember reading, I don't know if you know, you, you know The Borrowers by Mary yes, Norton. Yep. I love that book. And of course, The Darkness of Roald Dahl. Yes. Um, oh, I love Roald Dahl too. Absolutely. The sheer audacity yes. of his characters and how he just, he didn't, he never spoke down to me. No. And he, so many evil adults in his books. He, yes. You know, um, and bad things happen to those kids. Absolutely. And it's, it can, they can be quite scary sometimes, but I think kids like the excitement of that as well. And they also know that it's an adventure. It's, uh, you know, that things will probably work out okay. Well, and even if they don't, like in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, mm, sometimes with the nasty kids, you want bad things oh, to happen yeah. to them. Yeah, Violet Beauregard, <laughs> yeah, get rid of her. <laughs> she was pain. Mike, Mike TV. Well, absolutely. Um, what are some of the best things that you've learned writing uh, books for kids? I think that idea that you don't talk down to children, you don't preach to them. That um, Was that something you always had in your mind? I think so. I think, you know, I, I don't start with, you know, the moral to the story is um, because I, I just want to write a really fun adventure. And I think that's it, it's become even more apparent. And for me, it's about writing the book that I would have loved when I was a child. So, you know, for me, it's it was about thinking before I started writing, I actually sat down and I made a list of all of the ingredients of stories that I had loved when I was a child. And so it was about, well, how do I use those ingredients to, to come up with my own character who, or characters who are original and funny and, and you know, caring and, and adventurous? And so I think, yeah, it definitely for me it's, it's about writing stuff that excites me and if I'm excited about the stories and I love the characters, falling in love with your characters is such a huge, important part of being a kid's author. Um, you know, and if, if the other thing I guess too is that if you're, if you're writing and you're not excited about what you're writing about or you, you know, you're a bit bored yourself, then you can only imagine how bored your readers are going to be. So, you know, you've got to, you've got to really connect with your characters. You've got to connect with the storyline and, um, you know, for me, when I write the stories, there are times that I'll write and, you know, I, I've just written an Alice Miranda book where 
she has a horse riding accident. And, you know, I was a, I was a very keen horse rider when I was a child and, and as an adult. And I had a couple of croppers of accidents, you know, a broke a couple of ribs once, this sort of thing. And I wrote this scene with Alice Miranda having the accident and I found myself sobbing through this scene because, you know, she's my little girl. She's, I, I put her in this dangerous place. And I think if as the writer you really connect with that, then certainly you hope that your readers will connect in that way as well. Kids have changed. Mm. In 2016, the child who's grown up being exposed to whatever on YouTube and different kind of stories and the social hunger, media, social and, media and the yeah. Hunger Games and all of that stuff, yeah. um, there is a temptation and a tendency to go dark, to yeah. go dystopian. Have you ever been tempted? Not really. I mean, I, I, I did once. Because everyone does, they, right? They do. But I, I did once start an Alice Miranda book and um, realised that uh, the opening scene was just not going to make the cut. I, I think I had some sort of horrific train crash in the beginning of it. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I spoke to my publisher and she said, oh, I, th- I think you might have to rethink that opening. And I, I thought, yeah, absolutely. And and at the time, I remember I was quite anxious about um, a few things. You know, uh, I, I was still working full-time in another job and I had a lot going on. And, and I think it was probably just reflected of the place that I was at at the time. But, no, I, I don't – you know, I love writing stories that are – that give kids a, a feeling of safety and, and a sense of adventure. And there are bad guys in the stories and, they, and bad girls and, you know, nasty kids. But you always know with either Alice Miranda or Clementine Rose that it's, it's going to be okay in the end. And I think that for me, you know, I want kids to have that sense of security and safety as well. And, and you're right. I'm a big fan of that. I mean, I grew up like everyone reading Enid Blyton and there was sense of genuine danger in the famous five and secret seven stories yes but at the same time there was a part of me that knew that they would still be the five or the seven and i often get annoyed when critics and reviewers go on about how you know it's it's great because it reflects the reality and i'm like no no no, i get lots of reality as a grown-up don't give it to me when i'm 12 no no (laughs) and and i think that's important children need escapism and they need to be able to you know one of the things that i used to love when i was a kid you know you talk about the famous five and the secret seven I used to imagine myself as being one of the famous five, you know, and, and I used to take my little sisters and the dog and drag I everyone around the back paddock. and Grabbed four friends and we made little membership cards. Absolutely. And, <laughs> and that sense of being able to imagine yourself into a story I think is really important. And children enjoy that. You know, I've, I've just taught a workshop with a group of kids this morning and I asked them, you know, has anybody ever acted out the characters from a story? Has anyone imagined themselves? And, you know, about 90% of the kids, you know, hands straight up. And I think... That for kids, you know, that escapism. And as you say, there's enough, there's enough dark stuff in the world and hard stuff in the world that, you know, you want kids to be able to enjoy a book and not feel, you know, that, that it's making them, I guess, you know, too confrontational. And also don't grow up so quickly. Yeah, exactly. I, I think so too. I, I love, you know, one of the, the things that I've really enjoyed about writing the stories that I do you know, so my first Alice Miranda book came out six, six and a half years ago. And there are Alice Miranda at school, yeah. And there are now um, 14 books in the series. And I've got, you know, they've been coming out at a rate of two a year. And so you can imagine that children who started reading her stories when they were 10 are now 16 going on 17. And I still get fan mail from lots of teenage kids who tell me, you know what, I know I'm way too old for these stories, but it's my guilty pleasure. It's my escape. Well, that was my next question, which you led into, which was, do you feel that you need to grow with your book and that your characters need to 
grow with your book. I mean, that was something, I guess, I suppose Rowling did that with the Harry Potter series because yeah. all of Do her, they need to grow? Well, all of her she, she had hers grew. growing up quite fast in a Very way. quickly. Whereas yeah. with Alice Miranda and with Clementine Rose, because of the settings that I have them in, so Alice Miranda tends to grow up either about sort of a school terms worth of time and then maybe a school holidays worth of time. So in the six, six and a bit years, you know, she's only really grown up by three years in, in actual age. And I quite like that, though, that I can keep her young for, for quite a long time and the same with Clemmy. So I don't feel that pressure to make them older, but it's interesting because some of the readers who are now sort of, you know, 13, 14, um, they're quite keen for some of the, the kids who are that bit older. You know, there's a character, Jacinta, who's she's I think about 13 now, and they're really keen for a, a little romance between her and uh, a boy that she, she fancies. I smell spin-off potential. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> do too. And, in fact, it's hilarious because the fans have coined the phrase um, Lucinta, and so the boy that Jacinta likes is called Lucas. And it took me a while to cotton on to this. I'm thinking, who is Lucinta? There's no Lucinta in the story. It's like and Brangelina. I, it was like Brangelina. I was thinking, oh, that's hilarious. So, uh, yeah, I love that they give me advice about what I should do. Absolutely. Um, you, oh, you know, just talking about Famous Five and Secret Seven, you reminded me, my poor mum, back in the day, I guess in the 80s, it was so difficult to find scones in Malaysia. And I was harassing her for scones because <laughs> I'd read about it in the book and I never tried it. Yes. <laughs> oh, anyway, um, no, I think some of the best moments in kids fiction is are the moments without adults, yes. are the moments without grown-ups. Yes. I remember reading the Adrian Mole diaries probably a lot younger than I should have read them. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like this shared secret between me and Sue Townsend. Yes, absolutely. And I, I couldn't agree with more. And I think one of the things that's important is to give your characters freedom and so how do you do that? And so um, with Alice Miranda, she's kind of, you know, she's such a capable kid, but she also goes to a boarding school where they seem to have quite a lot of freedom at their school. And Clementine Rose is growing up in a hotel. And so, again, her mum's busy often with guests. And so she's sort of roaming about in the hotel and, and meeting interesting people and, you know, having her own little adventures. And what is that? I'm curious what that's taught you about yourself. Oh. Because none of us had childhoods like that. No, no. But I guess we all yearned for childhoods like that in a sense. You know, I, I mean, when you say we didn't have childhoods like that, I think certainly my childhood growing up in Australia was a lot less um, uh, impacted by my parents than a lot of kids these days are. You know, there's, there's a lot more, there's a lot more, you know, if we talk about the helicopter parents that who are, you know, always with their kids and who are much more concerned for their children's safety. But not just, and I think that safety element plays, yeah. a, plays a huge role. I remember... Um, there was a series on Netflix called Stranger Things. I don't know if you've seen it. And it's a science fiction series set in the 80s. And I was thinking about it. And, you know, they're all kids on bikes and riding out by themselves, yep. going on little adventures. And I said, that show could not be set in 2016. No, and but but that was my life. It was in, my life in too. The, you know, in the 70s and 80s, that was my life. And I could, you know, I can remember my mum, you know, my mum worked and my dad, you know, worked. And so come school holidays... As a 12-year-old, I'd, I'd be left in charge of my two younger sisters. We would pack a picnic, we would get on our bikes and we would just ride for miles. Mum would say, just make sure you're home by 5 o'clock. So, and is that a problem when you're writing this, the, these sorts of fictions because do kids these days relate to it or does it seem like so much fantasy? 
No, I think they still. They, I think still, kids still because yearn. they can't do they, it. They yearn for that, you know. And I, but I think some kids they, they still can do it. You know, if you grow up on a farm or if you grow up in a in a neighbourhood where you've got you know like a lot of friends in the neighbourhood, I, I still think that it can happen. It just is perhaps not to the same degree that we had. So you know, the, there's a, you know kids get driven to school these days in Australia instead of walking to school a lot more. Um, so I, I think that yeah, they they can still you know have their life out in the backyard and playing with their their friends in the in the neighborhood um so i think they relate to that idea of you know going on the big adventure and they they might just have to do it in a more localized situation <laughs> what has been some of the best responses from kids i'm sure oh, you must get so many yeah i i love hearing from the readers i love hearing from kids um uh, one of the best responses I ever had was actually from a little boy who um, he came to a signing and he had a whole big stack of books. And I never assume, you know, who am I signing for? I always ask, you know, who's this book for? And he said, they're for me. And I, his name was Tom. And I said, what do you like about Alice Miranda? And he said, I don't like her. He said, I love her. And I thought it was so sweet. It was just like, he said, she's like my best friend. And, you know, for me, other things like uh, I had an email from a little girl recently and she said that she had surprised her mum by cleaning up her room and, and she'd done this huge clean out. And when her mum said to her, why did you do that? She said, because that's what Alice Miranda would do. And I think like that's just You priceless. have some of the most thankful parents ever. <laughs> that is great. Yeah, yeah. and hearing great. from parents, you know, when you hear from a parent who says to you, my child never liked to read until they discovered these books, you know, that's your ultimate reward is having a child get hooked into reading because of something, you know, it's so humbling. You think how amazing that it was your little book and your little idea that actually made them want to be a reader. And also what's more with your books as well, you're targeting an age where the kids are making these decisions themselves. Mm. To a certain extent, they're walking through the bookstores with their parents and they're going, I want to read that yes. book. Yeah. Um, and so that's a... Uh, no pressure, but that's a heavy responsibility too. Yeah, well, it's also, I guess it also comes down to, you know, you need to have a cover that's attractive and you need to have a blurb that, you know, sucks them in right from the start and they think, oh, I really want to, to read that story. And you've got to have those little points of difference that, you know, how do you have those points of different when, difference when there is so many books in the market? It's just, you know, I guess there's, there's a lot of writing. It comes down to being in the right place at the right time and, and just having something that seems to connect with your audience. Uh, one last thing. What is the best thing you're reading right now? Oh, the best thing I'm reading right now, uh, I'm reading a book, uh, an Austra- a new Australian book. It's called The Dry. Um, I'm thinking that it's by Jane Harper. I'm thinking, I hope that I've got that right. Um, I will look it up. It's, uh, it's a fabulous book. It's, uh, it's set in rural Victoria and it's, uh, it's a murder mystery type book. It's, it's really good. She's a debut author in Australia and it's, uh, it's done great business. This is clearly how I also work out what I'm going to be. Yeah, so. <laughs> definitely. But Jacqueline, thank you so much it for your time. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to talk to you. I've been speaking to Jacqueline Harvey. She writes books that both you and your children will love. You can find them at all good bookstores. This is Bookmark on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.